You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. So I'm about to do something I've never done before, which is been kind of, it's kind of interesting to contemplate. Um, you know, I did an um, uh, improv show. Yeah. Like I've been in a group that came up with a new... Uh, improv format, which is something in the improv world that people just do. They they want to come up with new ways to be funny. New, you know, you capitalize on the talents of people in a particular group or team or whatever. In a way, a game uh, similar to uh, Whose Lines in any ways, you just come up with your own concept of one of those games, kind of. Uh, yeah, Whose Line is short form. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm doing is, is, is long form. Is actually what we did is a 30-minute show that is an improvised episode of a of a TV show in a particular genre. We get somebody to come up and they pick the genre out of like five available genres. Yeah. Um, we did a gangster show a couple weeks ago now. Um, one of the things that they do is pick a, um, uh, a character that you wouldn't normally see in that, in that genre. Yeah. 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 So, uh, like Superman in a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Something, something crazy like that. Uh, in rehearsal, we did a lot of animals, and that was that was too weird. Yeah, that was was way over the top. <laughs> this was uh, this was actually like um, the person that we picked had some specific things in mind. We picked one person out of the audience to answer most of these questions to customize the show, and the character they picked was Mrs. Doubtfire. And so I did that, and it was fucking hysterical. Like I, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but it actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, what uh, an amazing movie! I, if you guys haven't seen that, and I bet you there's a good amount of people for some reason that haven't seen that because it's been a while. It's been a long time, mid '90s. Yeah, probably '96 or something. Yeah, like, and I feel like movies like that don't get talked about. People talk about like, oh, best comedies ever, and they're like, oh, Animal House. Yeah, like all the uh, Will Ferrell or whatever. But like, Miss Doubtfire is gold. So anyway, this uh, this was a tryout. Like it was a 10:30 show, like experimental time and uh 10 30 p.m and so we got the opportunity to do a couple more to try to get the kinks out of it and maybe it'll be something that's like a once a month um regular show at a more normal time you know eight or eight thirty, yeah, yeah. whatever in the in the evening anyway though so it's coming up really fast that we we have another show like we had we were given some other dates in december and suddenly the the first one available is like in a week and a half and the person who hosts the show is not going to be available, so I'm going to host it. So you're not going to do you host and act or no? no. You just host. Okay. You just host, okay. but the host does a lot of stuff. You mean you cut? We cut in for commercials. There's like two commercial breaks in the in the course of the half hour show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you have a remote control, so you can you can stop the action. You can rewind. That's funny. You can fast forward. Yeah, you can yeah, slow mo. Yeah. You can mute. Uh, and you know it's just basically just run you run the show. Yeah yeah yeah. And so I'm going to give that a shot. We'll see how it goes. So for the first uh, rehearsal last night, it was uh, it was pretty fun to what, be honest with you. What's the majority of people in your group? Do you think they're people just trying to get better at public speaking? Are they just people trying to have fun or are some of them comedians or actors? Um everybody has a day job. Uh, I have probably the least legitimate day job. We have an attorney. Okay. There's a, a couple of school teachers. So some so of like, those, though, make sense to me. Like, yeah. that's public speaking and how to interact in different situations. Like acting, if you can act and do like improv, then you yeah. can kind of do any job. Like even a police officer, like because he's up on different situations all the time, like talking, not the action side, but yeah. like pulling someone over, dealing with different people, thinking on your feet, I guess, mm -hmm. is a simple term. Um, 
do you think you have next question would be do you do you think you had or have an advantage on some of those people because of your background in podcasting or or creating content like did you do you think you're more comfortable than they were right away i can tell you that like when i started taking classes a year a year ago the thing that i noticed was that i remember because i did a lot of theater in high school so i remembered like how to be on stage yeah yeah uh, and how to how to project and and how to stand and all that stuff so you're not you're not covering your your face and all that stuff yeah, you know simple tricks that people don't know until you've done been in a play yeah yeah, yeah. and you know um, still having a stage voice it's like oh I, I can, people can hear me I can project yeah and it it's not amplified or any, anything so that was probably the biggest you know leg up and then just being able to like construct a thought a little bit more than than some people but yeah. like the guy who came up with the format that we're doing he was part of the groundlings in la years ago you know 10 15 years ago you know he's the one of us that has kind of the most uh background and then there's the woman who was actually hosting she was involved in in comedy also 15 years ago too they were friends back in college yeah yeah, yeah. so they have a little bit but i feel like podcasting although what we do is raw and not character obviously and not yeah. really guided uh it is ad lib because you and i come in with one question uh and we've done podcasts where we come in with nothing yeah uh, and we're just talking and you're just feeding off what's next so i'm thinking of what i'm talking about right now uh-huh. i'm thinking about what you're about to say uh-huh. and then i'm already thinking about what i'm about to say back to you and right. that's right that, that's the same thing but now it's, i'm in a character or yes. now i'm in a situation it's the same thing in this particular show because it's so long form you're trying to figure out like how's what's going to happen in this in this particular yeah. scene and then how are we going to get to the end because it still has to follow a, a regular story arc right. you know a beginning middle and end especially for a half hour show that's kind of a big deal yeah um, i don't think i've ever done anything like that i've done a bunch of ad lib and like we played games kind of like who's yeah. on anyways and all my acting yeah short classes. form games are a lot of fun super fun and, and i can do that really well but i don't know if i could do long term because you're right you have a, you have a broadcast thought Mm-hmm. On top of of the thoughts I just said, I had, I and mean, I don't know if I have three channels going in this little <laughs> empty brain. I think I have two channels that I can kind of do. So anyway, though, it's been fun so far. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. What's the next one then? Same format. And then Same format because it'll be different because you have a different random person in the crowd. Uh, yeah, exactly. the The person who the part of the show too is that uh, we ask them for a phrase that needs to appear in the show. Oh yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and this guy's phrase was "Help us on the way." So. I had Mrs. Doubtfire do help us on the way. And he came up to me afterwards and said, thank you for making my dreams come true because I have a bunch of people who work for me and I send them this meme all the time that's a Mrs. Doubtfire that says help us on the oh, way. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Just this real life meme. Yeah. I like real life. Real life meme. So uh, speaking of, of improvs, this is an awkward transition. Yeah. To uh, lifting weights. <laughs> lifting weights and blood flow restriction training or occlusion training. We wanted to talk to Lane about this because I know that he's talked about having done this really early, like years yeah. and years ago. I think I think they're really good friends. Uh, this show name couldn't be more accurate because I have all these names <laughs> and years in my head, and I think I'm on them. Uh, I think they're really good friends with Jeremy Lineke, who I think's at o- Oklahoma State. Okay. Uh, professor, and I'm pretty sure he's done... 90 plus research uh, percent of the research on this this uh-huh. was kind of his baby and he's personal friends with lane so i think lane our, uh, alberto nunez some of our friends kind of adopted it real early mm-hmm. um because one it's their friend and two they trust their friend's research um basically it's where you tie yourself off mm-hmm. you're looking like a drug addict uh, mostly extremities uh, right. arms legs and then you'll do um light light lightweight i think you know 20 30 40 percent 
um, of maybe not even your one rep max, but of what you would normally even use. You know, let's say we're doing tricep pull downs, mm-hmm. push downs, push downs, and we're putting it on our bicep. We we wrap that thing off, and we're doing forty percent of what we would normally use uh, of, of real high repetitions, thirty. 30 repetitions or so three sets something like that uh, and i think that's kind of the protocol and as they say like the pump is real by by that point yeah. like you, there's a lot of blood stuck on the other side basically you're keeping uh the majority of that blood from recirculating back into your um to your trunk yeah yeah and you don't untie in between sets you keep that going um, and I think the research shows or, or seem to show that um, it has similar effects to a regular hypertrophy workout or progressively overloading in that exercise. Um, but with less weight. But with less weight. And so then how people are applying it in mainstream Instagram is probably incorrect. People are just <laughs> going out there and doing whatever. Right. But I think this was studied probably around 2012, 2013, 2014 or so. Um, and I think how you apply it, I've applied it a couple of times. Um is, is and that's kind of everything with lifting weights, right? We have all these tools, and there's yeah. eccentric tr- training, there's pause right. training, there's right. bands, there's chains, and how we apply it shows if you have knowledge or if you're <laughs> doing these things correctly, right? Like anyone could throw some chains on a bench and start whipping that thing around, but right. what's the purpose? Why? When? How? Um, and so, BFR to me, uh, you start to apply these things when you have uh, some joint pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you're deep into dieting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you don't want to have to curl your PR of 135 pounds anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you can just curl some 30s and get similar things. Uh, any kind of injuries or, uh, and, and maybe Lane obviously will give us real answers. But uh, another way I would probably do it personally is to add another day of volume without wrecking your body. So if I'm doing arms twice a week, I'm not getting the arm um Volume I need to continue to grow or progress, but my joints, you know, instead of curling 60s again for a third time that week, that's a lot of wear and tear after, you know, pull downs and everything else, you can have another arm day uh, and get a little extra volume in without kind of the, 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 the pure force of heavier loads. I I seem to think that there are some people who are using it for um for rehab recovery kind of stuff as well. And I don't yeah. I don't know nearly as much about that. And I I certainly haven't used it in that regard myself, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know like real injuries, you know, like so my best friend just just ripped his Achilles. I don't know if that's the time to use it, but I think if you're for me at least mm-hmm. again this is kind of where my my spectrum as a strength and conditioning whatever it is i am coach mm-hmm. ends right if you're injured mm-hmm. go to a doctor come to me in six months yeah if you're beat up banged up i could probably work around some things tendonitis sprains mm-hmm. light sprains things like that so if i have a light sprain tendonitis i understand the rehab right mm-hmm. you're a power lifter or even a football player it doesn't really matter if we're curling 60 pounds no. Let's go curl the 15s, make your elbows feel better, yeah. and then a week from now we can figure it out. Um, I would imagine there's real uh, rehab stuff, right, because of the blood blood clot uh, going on. <laughs> but uh, the other thing on the internet, so I can just bash the internet for a while, uh, I think people think there's like super maximal gains happening with this. They think it's like a secret. Oh, I think that's what it's turned into. And I don't, maybe I'm wrong and I'm misreading these people on the internet that are curling heavy with it. But I think people think that there's extra powers or an, this is an extra trick. Mm. But uh, for at least a hack. I think I it, people think word. it's a hack. Yeah, 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 a gimmick or a hack. Yeah, people think it's 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 extra gains. But I don't think there's any extra gains. I don't even know if there's gains. Elaine will let us know. But I'm, I'm, the studies might even show that it just maintains what you got going on. Even I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you gain faster? Yeah. Or do you maintain easier? Yeah, I think that's what. Or it is. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a that's a big question. Yeah, Lane will have all the answers, but I'm pretty sure it's just a, a, a another tool that can be used when you're feeling beat up. Add it a little extra day. My, my homegirl Katie Ann uses it a lot too, mm-hmm. but I know she's used it like deeper into dieting or yeah. If you're bench pressing all freaking day, you're power lifter or po- power builder, whatever the hell yeah. it is you do, your joints just can't. You can't build enough tricep with with the amount of load that you want to handle. You you can't do skull crushers with sixty pounds because no. you're benching all freaking day. Right. So let's try to get a little extra. Uh, on an isolated movement, I think that's another thing too. Is is kind of body weight movements, isolated movements. Mm-hmm. You're not doing, you're, you're not, not benching with it. Like yeah, that. and you're not, and you're maybe not squatting with it. I, I think I've seen people body weight squat, and that makes some yeah. sense to me, right? You're getting a big old flush down there, right? Um, but who knows? Lane, Lane will probably have an exact freaking program for us or something smart. Hopefully, no. I believe I believe in you, Lane. <laughs> All right. So. What sold you on this idea and why do you think it works or why does it work? Well, first thing I want to say is BFR is not better than regular training. And so what people will then say is, well, then why would you want to do it? Well, because uh, with BFR, blood flow restriction, you can use really light weights and get the same benefits as heavy weights in terms of hypertrophy. So, you know, if you're injured, uh, if you're traveling, and you'll have access to, you know, like maybe just a hotel gym or whatever. You know, this is where BFR really shines. But uh, can I can I humble humble brag for a second? Actually, Hit him. Not, even, be a, not Go, even gonna be a humble brag. It's gonna be just straight 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 up brag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, about eleven years ago, two thousand seven, uh, I was at the University of Illinois, and I came across this big meta analysis of hypertrophy of like what creates hypertrophy. And there was a section in there where they talked about uh, katsu training. And I kept reading about this katsu training. I'm like, wow, this sounds really, like, they're getting really good results with this. I want to, like, find out what this is. So I actually looked up what it was, and then I was like, well, that sounds stupid. You know, like, <laughs> this restricting blood flow, and that, that sounds dumb. But, you know, you know I was going to try it because I'm a scientist and I have to experiment. So uh, I was doing it in the gym one day. Well, first off, I tried to use, like, uh, exercise bands, like the rubber tubing, and that didn't seem to do anything. Uh, and then I used like uh, the the harbinger belts, you know, like the the Velcro ones. Yeah, like an ankle uh, brace deal. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, no, like more like an actual belt, you know, the Velcro ones that, that oh yeah, go yeah, around yeah. Your, you know, they don't actually do anything for your, for your <laughs> core, but um, you know, on my I used that on my thighs, and that seemed to work a little bit better. And then one day I was um, I was squatting with knee wraps uh, back before I discovered the lovely USAPL, and um, I uh, I realized I'm like man my, I can't like feel my calves like I feel like like my calves are really pumped right now, and then it occurred to me well hey, knee wraps might might actually work better, mm. so I tried that and that seemed to work really well, and I was doing it one day and uh, Jeremy Linicky was a um a intern in a lab across the street and we we he had known me from the bodybuilding.com forums and. Uh, we we hung out a couple times, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, well, "I told him about it." And I'm like, "Oh, it's BFR." Well, I didn't call it BFR; I called it occlusion training. Um, you know, it's, it does this and this. And he goes, he looks at me, he goes, "Well, that sounds stupid." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, I know, but it works." So, uh, so he tried it a couple times, and then like now has gone on to publish probably, I would say, in excess of like a hundred peer-reviewed journal papers on. Uh, on blood flow restrictions. So, um, I'll just completely take all credit for, uh, <laughs> that. 
right there. But, you know, I, I think that, like I said, it's not better than regular training. Um, but if you can, if you're telling me I can get the same benefits from, of lifting heavyweights, doing lightweights, I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty stout. Now to be completely transparent, there have been some studies where they've taken lightweights and just had people go to complete failure without BFR. And, uh, if you're talking about being above, like if you're talking about like 30 to 50% of a one rep max, it seems to do about the same thing. So people would say, well, what's the advantage to BFR? Well, the advantage is it'll get you there quicker. Like, can you just for a second, like guys, imagine trying to do like 30% of your one rep max on a leg extension to absolute failure. Like, yeah, yeah, 120 you, reps, you, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Like, you and you probably never actually get true failure, right? Because you just take a quick breath and then you can do another rep. Yeah, and or with my ADD, I'll English. be done. Yeah. yeah, same thing here. Like, I hate high reps, it's just boring to me, you know? So, BFR pre-fatigues you because you're limiting uh blood flow uh or uh, venous blood return to the heart so it actually um makes you fatigue faster and you reach that failure point quicker so it's just less time for those that so, haven't uh, heard of bfr can you give us maybe uh, uh maybe definition what you do and then just like the yeah. most basic protocol yeah, so basically you are not you're trying to not restrict arterial blood flow to the limb. You're trying to restrict the venous return. So you're trying to cause that fluid, that blood uh, to pool in the limb that you're training. So if we're talking about your legs and you're 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 taking knee wraps and wrapping off at the top of your at the top of your thigh. Um, you know, you wrap if you're using knee wraps, what's been validated is using a subjective like 7 out of 10. 10 being wrapping the absolute max tightness, tightest you can. So a seven out of 10 wrapping to that level of tightness and then doing like, for example, 20 to 30% of a one rep of your estimated one rep max on a leg extension or leg curl or calf raise or whatever you want to do. And doing that uh, for a set of 30, resting 30 seconds, then 15, resting 30 seconds, 15, resting 30 seconds, and then 15, final reps resting 30 seconds uh and and keeping the wraps on during that entire time is this uh the goal is obviously is it is it hypertrophy is it to maintain is it uh like a finisher or is that like a complete workout or do you do it after some heavy compounds a big pump chase yeah yeah so uh i usually use it as kind of a finisher but you don't have to use it that way um but it seems to be like safe um there's no you know um, there's been thousands and thousands of people using it. There's been no documented. Okay, let me go back. I don't want to get too far off topic, but there's been one. There was one case study where uh, a hockey player reported um, um, rhabdomyolysis from BFR, which is unlikely because BFR actually produces less muscle damage than regular weight training. Mm. Um, and also, when when the doctors released him, they said he could just go back. To doing whatever he was doing before. If they really thought that BFR caused rhabdo, why would they tell him that he could keep doing it? So I'm not real worried about that one. I, I would worry about that little guy. Um, so it seems to be safe. Um, you could do it for your entire workout, but you know, at the end of the day, if you want to get stronger and maximize hypertrophy, I think it's probably a good idea to lift some heavy weights. But this is a great, like, actually, I loved doing this when I was really into powerlifting, doing a lot of volume on the big three, because I would be so beat up 
from that volume I was doing the big three, I didn't feel like going and doing heavy bicep curls. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I would use, I would use uh, BFR instead to elicit hypertrophy response uh, and, and, uh, and keep my biceps grow um, without having to go super heavy. And then obviously if you're injured or something like that, that's where it really shines. Cause now you can, you can still like, you know, keep most of your muscle uh, while not having to go heavy. Do you think it has an application in rehabilitation or um, recovery restoration or? Possibly because there is some evidence it may increase like, like long-term blood flow and hemodynamics to that, to that area, um, which, you know, blood flow seems to have an impact on recovery. Um, and there was a case study. Um, and again, this is just a case study. So this could have been just a random thing, but there was a guy who thought he had torn his AC, thought he torn his ACL. And he asked, uh, Jeremy Lineke, you know, could he, you know, do BFR like leg extensions? And Jeremy's like, you know, be careful, but like, that shouldn't really make it worse. It's already torn and you don't really use your ACL because that's lateral movement. Mm. Um, so the guy just started doing you know, leg extensions with, uh, with lightweight doing BFR while he was waiting to get surgery. And the day of his surgery, I think it was day of his surgery. He went in, uh, and the doctor looks at his, uh, his X-ray and his MRI. And he says, what the hell have you been? First off, he's like, uh, you don't have a torn ACL. You broke your femur. Whoa. So, the dude broke his femur, like hairline fracture by his knee and misinterpreted that he had torn his ACL. Oh, um, but the doctor said, he's like, I'm not going to do surgery on you because it's basically like close to being healed. And this is after a few weeks. So again, that doesn't prove anything. Sure. That's just one, one person. Um, but there have been some people who have said, you know, this may have some, you know, recovery properties long-term because you're improving blood flow. And if you improve blood flow to an area, hopefully you get better recovery. But uh, we don't know at this point. Can we get Jeremy on that? What's that? Can we get Jeremy on that study? Mr. Lenicky? Oh, oh well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's already had about a thousand thoughts in his head. Yeah. It's all good. about, yeah, Cause it, I'm sure it will happen. Cause there's tons of application obviously for, for hypertrophy, but the world knows hopefully how to build muscle and things, but talking about professional athletes and, and things of that nature, uh, recovery uh, yeah. and injuries, I think the, the next biggest thing coming, you know? Yeah, it was funny. I was actually in a, just, uh, a disagreement on Twitter with the Houston Texans head strength and conditioning coach because he was telling me I was I was uh, wrong for having people do BFR with uh, leg extension, with, uh, with knee wraps. And uh, I said, well, this has been validated in studies and it's not dangerous, you know, this and that. And the people get the same benefits. Look at, well, it ends up he'd spent $10,000 buying a, a Katsu device, which is what the original BFR research was done in. Yeah, yeah. That, and, and he was basically trying to validate his, his purchase, which <laughs> ended up probably being a waste of money. But, you know, the NFL team, they print money. Yeah, they but, got money. Um, but, but yeah, he could have done it for 100 bucks. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> wow. No, normally people just use it on arms and legs, correct? Is there a way to do maybe chest and back, or is that a little too crazy? Um, you can the direct BFR benefits are just going to be on the the limbs, right? The, your legs and arms, um, because obviously that is outside. You know, if you look at your heart, you can't really you know blood flow restrict your chest, right? Because turn into a mummy. There's, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just wrap it around your throat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't do that, kids. Yeah. Lane's you, you joking. Su- yeah, I am joking. You would, be su- you would be surprised some of the conversations I've had. Oh, can I wrap it on my dick? You know, like, uh, <laughs> Does this thing grow? A little cock a- push yeah. up. Yeah, it's called a cock yeah. ring, folks. You can <laughs> sorry, use those. Sorry, guys. It's just not too sorry, tight. Sorry, guys. Uh, so, uh, but you can get indirect benefits because if you, like, for example, if you are doing like a shoulder overhead press, like let's take the shoulders, for example, or no, let's do chest. If you're doing a chest press, if you're under a BFR, um, your triceps are going to fatigue faster and it's going to cause your chest to have to take over a lot of the movement. So you'd be able to get some benefits, not the direct BFR benefits, but kind of like indirect benefits if you were like, for example, having to lift light weight or that sort of thing, because you, I mean, you'd have to use more of your chest proportionately uh, compared to your triceps. Sure, sure. So again, as a finisher or rehab, maybe you do some heavy bent barbell bench press, maybe some dumbbell presses, and then you end up on a machine and you can do your arms. Well, that's true. It, but usually I don't really use it for that um, just because I think that like for me, I'd rather just have the, the benefits of the direct uh, BFR. And if you've never done it before, um, uh, well, I think you guys have probably done it. What's the pump like? Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's it, pretty good, yeah. It, like, hurts. Yeah. When people talk about, like, skin-splitting splitting pumps, and I'm like, if you've never done BFR, you have no idea what that actually is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you hop on, like, a cable curl, and you, you, you tie off. It, it freaking hurts, man. It hurts. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, plug away again, Lane. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, BioLane.com. That's where, you know, if you're looking for any information about me, uh, we have a, a workout builder there as well for our members. So, basically... Uh, it's twelve ninety nine a month, and you get access to all our custom uh, templates and programming, and as well as the premium articles and weekly Q Q and A we do. And then, like I said, you know, I've got the new uh, Fat Loss Forever book coming out uh, probably in about three weeks, if not sooner. And uh, that's going to be my fat loss manifesto. All that stuff we talked about is in there, and about it's probably going to be about four hundred pages, and. It's just it, it's just a great resource, whether you're uh, frustrated with dieting, feel like you're not getting results, or feel like you're always spinning your wheels, or you just want to become more educated as a coach on the process and, um, and you know what actually happens and, and strategies you can use with your clients. Uh, I think it's going to be great for anybody. We've already been getting some great feedback from the, the small amount of copies that we've sent out to some of our experts. So I, I just got a review back from uh, Dr. Andy Galpin, and he was he was gushing over it pretty good. So, to get a, a nice review from somebody like that, um, you know, I, I think that that kind of speaks to to what we put together. Well, that's awesome. We love Andy. Yeah, he's a super smart guy. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Lane. No worries, guys. I appreciate it. You can find Mike at Silent Mike with two Ks on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me everywhere as at the Jim McD. You can find the show on Instagram and Twitter, 50% facts, 50% spelled out and facts. If you like this show, do us a favor, leave us a quick review on whatever platform that you're using. We're obviously trying to do something different here. This show is attempting to create more of an encyclopedia of information, something where you can go in and find what you're looking for fairly quickly and not have to listen through hours of another program and pick the nuggets out individually. All the expert commentary is in the last part of the show always. So if that's all you're looking for, you can go right there and listen to it. Anyway, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week.